the Kingsway Podcast. We did it. We did it. It's better than last time. <laughs> Didn't sound like we were competing this time. Yeah. <laughs> Kingsway Podcast. So uh, it's been a minute. We're back. Uh, I know for us, we recorded uh, a, basically a food fight. Uh, that was the last mm-hmm. podcast we recorded. Mm-hmm. Argued about Thanksgiving. Don't know if we won. Or Here are lost. the updates from that. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know I semi-controversially said that Thanksgiving meat, that it went deep fried turkey, ham, smoked turkey, yeah. oven turkey. Mm-hmm. Oven turkey is the traditional, and I said that was the worst. Right after I said that, my family came over, made the best oven turkey I've ever had in my life. Still like a 6 out of 10. <laughs> you just can't do that good. I, I haven't had yours yet, so maybe maybe I'm wrong. I mean, here's the thing. I say I love turkey, but really what I love is the, the, the most unhealthy, darkest piece of fatty meat off the yeah. turkey. I am not talking about, like, the top, like, dry, white, like, almost chalky yeah. breast meat that comes out of most, like, pictures of Thanksgiving. I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about, like, the greasy, looks almost like Kentucky Fried Chicken pot pie turkey. So yeah. That's, that's what I want. And that's that's what I normally yeah. aim for. So, um, I haven't fried one yet. I, I really want to fry a turkey. Like, I, I yeah. well, that needs to happen at some point. Also That'll help me know that I'm right. <laughs> It'll confirm, or it will give me grounds to say you're wrong. Is fried chicken good? <laughs> then fried turkey's good. That's, you're not That's wrong it. in that way. I yeah. agree with you. I um, so today we're going to um, actually set something up for the entire month of December. Yes. And we have some upcoming plans we want to let you know about. Um, we have some exciting things that we're going to be doing this next year for the podcast. Kind of... Take it to the next level, set ourselves up for a little bit of success. We don't want to tell you exactly what that is. No, we don't. Mostly because we don't want to promise and then not be able to do it. But <laughs> we have we've, some got, dreams. we've got some at least semi-big plans yeah. coming up for the And there will be some podcast. changes. So that being said, we need some time to set that up and try to make that happen. And so we are getting very, very close to our 100th episode. Yeah. Which is cool. It really is a cool milestone. Yeah. So... Um, we're, I think, three three away? Two away? This is 98 right now, yeah, so we so have one more after We only have this. one more. Um, so, basically at 99, we're going to break and then pick it back up sometime in January. Probably mid-January. Probably. But if it's late January, don't freak out. Yeah. We just want it to be good. We do. And also, we want it to be more sustainable. Right now, we're pulling this off in Ryan's office, and we're kind of having to set up and tear down every single time. And yeah. Ryan's done a great job, and it's been awesome. And we even did two a week there during the summer, which that was, was a terrible idea. madness. Um, but oh. we're gonna we're we're hoping to make it a more sustainable way to do it and uh, better content. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're gonna continue to try to get good people on here and pick their brains and make, keep it conversational. But I know that he and I also think there's some things that we could do to make the content even better. So, like you said, yeah. not gonna overpromise. We're gonna try to just deliver. And and uh, have yeah. you guys enjoy it. So, that being said, it's really fun transition to talk about what we're doing in the month of December here at Kingsway because it is a little bit of anticipatory, anticipatory, anticipatory. Yep. Anticipatory. There yep, we go. Oh well. Um, anticipatory. And that being said, 
we're going to talk about that right now. So what what is the season of anticipation that we are entering here at Kingsway? So we're going to, I don't know the long history of Kingsway and how they've interacted with this, but we're going to do something this year in December that the church, capital C Church across the whole world has done for more than a thousand years. More than a millennia. Which, which more is crazy. than a millennia. Which is, we're going to celebrate Advent. Now, before you like load your rifles and you're like, where'd Christmas go? Uh, all we're doing, so think about Easter. Um, in Easter, we usually have like a Good Friday service or something, or, or a lot of churches do, before Easter as kind of the opposite side of the coin of what Easter celebrates. Easter yeah. celebrates Jesus resurrecting from the dead. Good Friday celebrates, although it's not necessarily happy, but it, it remembers and it and it celebrates Jesus dying. The other side of the coin of his resurrection, he couldn't resurrect if he never died. And also his death meant so much. And if you want to know more about that, we have a bunch of atonement mm-hmm. episodes on the podcast. Um, and so having both sides of that coin is really helpful in understanding the deep weight of Easter. So what we're doing this year is what the church has done for a millennia or more which is celebrate Advent, the other side of the coin, to Christmas. So before Jesus showed up, people were waiting for him to show up. That's kind of the other side of the coin. Absolutely. So Advent, we're going to take December. There's three Sundays in December before our Christmas Eve Eve service, the 5th, the 12th, and the 19th, I think. Yeah, because we don't do Christmas Eve. We do Christmas Eve Eve, yes. so the 23rd. Yeah. So um, we're going to take those three Sundays and make them anticipatory. So what we're doing is we're kind of relating to the people before Jesus' time and how they were waiting on God to show up and for his kingdom to come and for him to like bring the world back into order. And what God did with their waiting is he sent Jesus, and Jesus started that change. Yep. Jesus like made a big impact and made a way for um, people who were hopeless sinners to to come back to God and be brought back into God's family. But we still live in a world with sickness and death and pain and whatever. So along with identifying with those people before Jesus and waiting for him to show up, we ourselves are also waiting for Jesus to show up again. Yep. So we ourselves are waiting for uh, God to make all things right, for God to wipe away every tear and, and dissolve every sickness and and heal every wound and and all that. We're waiting for God to complete what he created. And so that's what we're doing, literally, as we're also identifying with the people before Jesus, hmm. anticipating him. Um, Which is really, that, yeah. this is a really exciting thing. I it, it uh, We had a very good Good Friday service this last year that you led in. It's a it, good Good Friday. It, it was. No, that's <laughs> it terrible. Was, Sorry. It was, it, was a, it was actually really well done. You had some things that you did with candles. I remember it. And yeah. I think in the season of um, COVID and political and racial and even, I think, just honestly, depression and sadness and separation and disunity. Um, these types of situations where we can kind of come behind um, and get in kind of a unified form, even if it's anticipating something that's already happened and recognizing the need of it or yeah. getting excited about what's to come yeah. and all unify around the need for that, <laughs> um, that we need Jesus to come back and 
to rain yeah. and there, do that. There are kind of two strategies that I can think of. One is around like what to do during December for churches, during yep. services and outreach and whatever. One is what I've mostly grown up with, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's yeah, it was it was different, but. Um, the way I remember it growing up is that we sang Christmas songs from the moment, like from the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and they were all happy and about Jesus showing up, but then he showed up later, so we were like preemptively doing those. And it was a time to like try to be preemptively happy, mm-hmm. and uh, so psychologically, anatomically, whatever. Um, like December in the beginning of winter is the most depressing time in the year. There's the least sunlight because... Christmas is near or on the winter solstice? I don't it's know. close. Anyway, um, so it's a really tough time in the year because of that. And on top of that, it's a big family holiday. So it's a tough time of the year if you've lost people and all that. And there are two strategies to deal with that. One is try to infuse as much happiness. Pump it in there. And just like <laughs> grin ear to ear whether yeah. or not you're feeling it. And Cross be the like, wrenches. This is, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a strategy. And I'm sure it's good for some people. Whatever. There's another strategy that says you're hurting. You're not weird for hurting. Mm-hmm. You're not weird for like feeling a little more depressed just because there's less sunlight out. You're not weird for yeah. like any of these things you're feeling and lean into it a little bit. But meet that with the hope of Jesus Absolutely. rather than just don't be sad. Yes. And I think my favorite part about why we're approaching it this way is because I think we're kind of meeting people where they're at, yeah. like Jesus did. Yeah. And it, it, we haven't done this before at Kingsway. It's going to be a new thing. We're, we're trying, and it's part of the reason why we're putting it even on the podcast is because yeah. we wanted to do kind of an intro to get as many people to kind of had questions about why we're choosing to do things this way. Why does it feel a little bit lower? Why is it, why is, why are we not just playing the movie Elf on repeat yeah. and like getting everyone hyped? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like singing loud for all to hear, you know, bringing Christmas cheer. Yeah. It, it it's not because we want to be depressed and sad and like you know it's more of like we want to recognize that we need Jesus and that we needed him when he came and we need him to come back and yeah. and so there's there's hope because Christmas I think or our Christmas Eve Eve and then I think our Christmas morning this year may actually be filled with hope filled yeah. with joy filled with excitement that in years past has felt fake, but in this year, maybe it will feel real fresh, new, um, and that that hope might creep in in a different way yeah. um, than just fake joy and happiness that's brought on by materialism or, you know, the crowd of people getting excited around you. Yeah, and it's another part of it is like, this Christmas has already been invaded with materialism and microwave spirituality. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is like the 30 second button on the microwave. You don't have to wait four hours for your turkey to cook. You just hit the 30 second button impatiently until your turkey leftovers are cooked. (laughs) It's like I get what I want when I want it, which is right now. It's very me focused. It's very like impatient. On your timetable, not someone else's or... But waiting, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. waiting is very others focused. Yep. Like, like you're waiting for that turkey to cook while you're gonna hang out with your family or mm-hmm. hide out in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but like, like waiting is reliant on the other. 
Yeah. And so we don't have a lot of waiting in our lives at all, especially in this season. And it's, it's good to acknowledge that waiting is just a part of life, that waiting is a part of relying on God, that, that um, waiting can be good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's an exciting part of this that is maybe it's super childish for me to think of it this way, but I remember being a child and excited for the gifts that I would receive yeah. on Christmas morning. And as you become an adult and you can like buy the things that you really want, yeah. you know, and you don't really have that anticipate, you know, anticipation like you did when you were younger. And yeah. then, you know, most of the gifts that you received, you've directly asked for. And so yeah. it's not like you're surprised by what you get most of the time. And if you are, sometimes it's a bad thing as much as it is sometimes a good thing. So in this, I feel like we're almost uh, building a little bit of a, uh, yeah, it's a slow burn. Yeah. And it's going to be a little bit of a, a new way to approach it for, I, especially me. Um, I've never done this like this. So I'm more comfortable, I think, because I feel like it's a truer form of how Christmas is meant to be kind of thought about where you're mm-hmm. thinking about this, you're recognizing your need for this, you're, you're hoping. But then I think God delivers more than we can ask or imagine. So this gift that's coming it's not like we have to spell it out to him, tell him exactly what we need. Yeah. And then he just shows up and he's just enough. It's like he shows up and he's more than enough. Um, so, yeah. you know, for me, there's a part of this that it feels like this is the healthiest thing that we can do to kind of hit the reset button on yeah. understanding the importance of Christmas. It's all, all that anticipation and, and the neediness from Good Friday to Easter and from Advent to Christmas yeah just helps us like I just keep saying this it helps us rely on him more it's so weird to have Easter without Good Friday because you're like Jesus rose from the grave and you're like he died (laughs) when when did he die like like if you don't have that dual focus it just doesn't mean as much and so to have a whole couple weeks few weeks where you're like we need Jesus to show up and then he shows up then you're like He's here. He's here. You're it's excited. like watching your UPS package on the, yes. <laughs> the tracking thing. And I think part of it is there's there's just a huge, huge need in our culture. There's a huge need um, in, I think, the church at times for us to just go, hey, like, this is something that we desperately need. And we don't necessarily always take the time to recognize what needs it's meeting. Like yeah. what it, what the gift is actually doing. And so this buildup of these three weeks is almost like exposing the depth of the gift. It's yeah. exposing the depth of the need. And, and at the same time, God's going to rush in and I think he's going to meet us. And just like Easter morning where the tomb's empty, it's unexpected. It's yeah. beautiful. It's more than we thought. It's, it's better than we thought. And it's especially cool that we're doing this right after our Matters of the Heart money series yes. and our Blessed Bless campaign, because all of those are about blessing. I don't know why my phone's just going. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna fix that in a minute. Um, all of those are about um, blessing and giving and helping and whatever, and and checking our own heart with what we've been given. Yeah. If you don't think you're rich, which was like the first sermon in the whole know. thing, like like you just need to open your eyes a little bit. Well. If you don't think you're rich, but you're not used to waiting on something, not used to not having what you need in any given moment, and not like, I just can't pay this one bill, but like, I'm waiting on somebody else to provide this for me, or on me to build up what I... Yeah. 
we're not used to waiting. We're used to having everything we need. Exactly. And, and there's, so there's a part of this that is a, a brilliant thing where I'm like, uh, it's for the first time in a long time. It feels like uh, the Santa Claus movie, and I know I'm like mentioning Santa Claus, but there's like this moment in the Santa Claus where the at the very end, these kids are remembering the gift that they asked for that they never received. You remember that? Yeah. This feels like the gift that, as an adult, you really need. And maybe you haven't received it in a few Christmases. Maybe you've missed it. Maybe yeah. you've, you haven't recognized it, that, like, that God came down. Emmanuel, like there's mm -hmm. a part of this that I'm I'm excited to feel it. Like I'm excited yeah. to, to recognize that that that's the that's the real gift. And I know we say like you know don't take the Christ out of Christmas and like don't don't like remove Jesus from the season. But in my mind, it's not just about celebrating that he came. It's about recognizing we need him again. Like yeah. we need him to to like come back someday. Yeah. And like finish the kingdom work that he started. Christmas is about Jesus showing up, about him being God, but incarnating mm -hmm. into human flesh, becoming a man yeah. and living a life like that. It's about God being with us again. Um, and I had a great point about that that I was about to say before I lost it. Before <laughs> you lost it. Oh, I, here's what I was going to say. For every, for every time that every different person has cried out to God and said, where are you? When yeah. like somebody's sick yes. and in the hospital, when, when like debt collectors are calling you nonstop because you're so overdue on something when, when like those different things and you're broken down on the side of the road and you're like, God, where are you at? God answered all of those in that one moment where he sent Jesus to earth. Yep. And that's like the ultimate sign of him being close to us. So it's important that we remember that at Christmas. Yep. But it's hard to remember that if you forget that you ever needed it. Yep. Yeah. No, anyway. this is a, it's exciting. So we're taking some pretty intentional steps to try to make sure that, um, you know, we kind of, I would say, help everyone come along the journey. Help yeah. everyone feel like they're a part of, you know, what we're uh, what we're trying to do in the sense of grow this new understanding, this new anticipation, this new excitement around uh, what Christmas morning or what Christmas can be, a, a reflection on God coming and a hope of, for the future uh, and the yeah. joy that comes with that. Um, and one of the, I wouldn't even call it drastic steps, but one of the ways that we're going to use a very intentional thing that we do here each week um, is communion. Um, this is a really good idea that our team came up with together mm -hmm. and we're, we're excited to implement the elders have already approved and they love the concept but we're going to be removing communion from our services on those three Sundays leading yeah. up to Christmas Eve and it's not because we hate communion no. it's, not we, it's actually because we love it so much yep that saving it for a couple weeks I think removing it sounds like we j it didn't fit in our plan. Yeah. No, we're saving it for a few weeks. Yeah. So that, number one, we can feel some of that longing yeah. and that angst and that anticipation and that waiting that Advent before Christmas is all about. Communion is all about communing yes. with God and being close to God. Yes. And if we're waiting for God to show up, but then we're also with him, yep. like that kind of takes... It's like singing resurrection songs the week before Easter. Yep. You're like, this... And I think it's a really powerful tool that that we can use to kind of jumpstart our hearts into recognizing yeah. the specialness that we do love in communion. That is this 
and that every week we, we try to mention it, that it's like, hey, this is the time that you and God are together. It's recognizing that that's why Jesus came. He wanted to restore the relationship. He wanted to be with you. And so yeah. taking care of this sin issue and dying and being resurrected was a big part of the plan, was just to be with you. And then you lift your head and you look around and he puts you with people. Like you're not alone in this kingdom with him. There's other people. Yeah. So taking this out for three weeks, and I like the idea of holding it back. I like we're saving. Him. We're saving. Yeah, and we're holding it back like like the floodwaters. Like we're we're ready. Like I think it's going to rush in, and we're yeah. going to do that on Christmas Eve Eve, in an intentional way. I think we're going to have everyone hold it. We're going to take it together, um, in kind of a special way that we haven't completely mapped out. But I know that. Yeah. Um, trying to build in um, that day, that that evening service, as kind of the moment of letting that yeah. that relationship rush in, and letting that communion fe- like feel it like the shepherds feel it like Mary and Joseph, feel it like the world you know receiving this great gift, and then feel it like when he comes back again, like yeah. here he comes, like he's here right now. So if you already know that you're not going to be with us mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve Eve, we still invite you to make that the day mm-hmm. that you celebrate in some way. You can buy your own grape juice and your own yeah. bread or whatever, or mm-hmm. whatever else you want to do to symbolize it, or make your time with your family that Christmas. Yep. Um, that time of communion, that time where you're re-communing with yeah. God and with everybody else. Um, but instead of communion... Uh, in those three services, those three December yeah. services before. We're not just leaving a void. Yeah. We're not just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's leave. Uh, we're going to intentionally make those times still prayerful times, but prayerful times of anticipation. We're going to have um, prayer prompts and other little special things to help you make the most of your anticipation in those moments. Yep. Acknowledging that we're not taking communion right now yep. because we're waiting for one, Jesus to show up on Christmas like he did 2,000 years ago, and for Jesus to show up again where we'll commune with him. Yeah. A lot of people think the Last Supper, right before Jesus was arrested and crucified, that's a good picture of communion. Also, Revelation no, 19, 20, mm-hmm. um, the Wedding Supper of the Lamb. Yep. That's another like feast where we rejoin Jesus Yeah. Uh, and celebrate with him. That's like along with the others, a picture of what we're doing. Yeah. We're saving this, we're waiting, we're, we, we long to be with Jesus. And then on Christmas Eve Eve, we, we share communion as the Last Supper, as another me- meal with Jesus to celebrate Him and worship Him and be with Him, and, but also as that like celebratory wedding supper. Like, yep. I'm, he's here. I'm stoked because each of these weeks uh, have a theme, they have something that we're going to you know, we're going to kind of pull in and unpack and then get it, you know, kind of anticipate in a unique yeah. way. And then those prompts and that time that we'll take advantage of that normally we would take communion will build, I think, a little bit of like, like a childhood, you know, kind of memory of going, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for the 23rd. And the hope is that we create kind of a unifying moment on that 23rd Christmas Eve Eve service where We've prayed about it. We've thought about it. We've preached about it. We've, you know, we've read and we're waiting. And here, you know, here it is. It rushes in and it's a fresh and new.
Yeah. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm anticipating <laughs> that it's going to be a powerful service and a powerful time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we wanted to make sure that we were clear in our communication about yeah. this. We wanted to make sure that people knew that, that communion is valuable and that we're not, we're not doing this harshly or, or hastily. Yeah. Um, we are not doing this to try to just make waves. Um, we're trying to do this. We're not trying to do this to save $15 on whatever it <laughs> no. would have been. We're, no. Yeah. And we're trying to do it in a way that's super intentional. And we recognize the power that communion has in our weekly services. And part of holding it back is harnessing that power um, to create a, a great moment. Yeah. Uh, I think that will, uh, that will unite us and, and make us all excited. Uh, a little bit differently this Christmas than maybe years past. So, um, you know, if you have any questions or if you want to know more or if you want some clarification, uh, we can uh, send you Ryan's email and you can ask any of those questions and we'll get back to you and respond. Um, and I hope that you come this Sunday excited, um, ready to kind of um, be encouraged to anticipate, yeah. be prepared to anticipate and and go about your days and weeks these uh, Christmas season with that at the center of your heart, not just a Christmas morning or a awesome turkey that your <laughs> that your family may be preparing. It's a great hand, <laughs> but you actually have um, something that maybe the rest of the world doesn't see as as necessary, or maybe they're not anticipating the same things. But you um, and me have a a powerful thing that we're excited about that that is coming. Yeah, it's coming. So, uh, any thoughts? I mean, things to close out. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like we're excited. Like we said, we have one more podcast that we're going to release here in December. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be a fun one. Um, probably have a guest on and I, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do, but I know we have some fun ideas for it. Um, could be some costumes. I don't know yet. It's coming out on my anniversary. Oh, December 9th. <laughs> it's awesome. That's a, that's a good day, man. It's a good day. <laughs> well, As always, uh, feel free to subscribe or leave a review. um, And, you know, if somebody liked it or you think somebody else would enjoy it, or if you think someone from the church needs to hear this before Sunday, uh, you know, feel free to share it or link them in the, you know, we'd love that. Love that a little bit of contact before and making sure people understand what's what's coming so they can be anticipating uh, (laughs) what's there. Um, As always, you guys have a great and glorious day in the Lord. We'll see you later. See ya.